Hello, everybody, and welcome to Fortress Comic News, episode 328. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, alongside my co-host, Mike. What's going on, Mike? Hey, man. Uh, nothing. We just got a episode with just a couple of guys, a couple of buddies talking about comic stuff. A couple of dudes. A couple of dudes. Comics. A couple of guys. Wasn't an interview today, but uh, sadly, due to an injury, they can't be here today. That's the only type of excuse we allow is bodily harm. Yes. Not show up to the podcast. Any other excuse, not valid. Um, <laughs> Interviewee no, may show up later in the week. So yeah, we'll see. yeah. We'll just see. teasing, just teasing, folks. Uh, episode three twenty eight. Here we are. Um, yeah, I don't know. I did. I just got. We're going to talk about Barbie today, folks. I just got back from seeing Barbie about an hour and a half ago. Uh, loved it. It's really funny. It's not what I thought. I mean, it. It just you know. I took my expectations and ran away with them. So a lot of fun. Uh, Most people blast like metal or something driving yeah. down the street. Mike yeah. was blasting. I'm a Barbie girl. I'm a Barbie girl. Well, it was funny because like some of our friends dressed in like pink shirts and pink shoes and stuff. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, damn, I was like, I would have done that. But then I realized I don't own any pink. I don't own it. I own a lot of purple. because Purple is my favorite color. I got no pink in the wardrobe, Chris. So. Neither do I, and I think if I did, uh, my friends mm -hmm. and family might think that something is very wrong. Yeah, you're not. You, you don't. <laughs> your your attitude doesn't exuberate pink shirt to me. No, um, muted colors, black. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> black on black. Graphic tees with black. <laughs> yeah, gray. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of gray. Gray, dark, very dark gray, like Batman. The brightest I go is red and green. And those are usually either Phillies or Eagles. Yeah, I was, yeah, was going to say, those are sports <laughs> team colors that you like, aren't they? Uh, that's funny. Yeah, uh, this is interesting. We're not using Zencaster today, folks, for any podcasters out there that are interested in programs. This is a new program we're trying out today. So StreamYard. Yeah, and so I'd use what everybody else in the industry uses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so they'll see how this one goes. But I do, I'm liking it so far, like the little decals that we have for all you youtube viewers out there here we are yeah mike um, doesn't know all the cool stuff i can do now too like this bam so he's for for the audio audio files out there um yeah he's like popping up bubbles like subscribe and comment below wow thank thank god that we have that now so we don't even have to say it anymore Oops. we have the technology we have the technology um and moving into the house this week, I do, you know, you always realize how heavy graphic novels and comics are, Chris. I know yes. you can sympathize with me, but like when you pack a, you get to like one of those plastic cases and you, yeah, we don't have an interview. So I'm going to talk about moving comics today, folks. Get over it. Um, it's one of them episodes. <laughs> it's one of them episodes. We haven't had one in a while. Uh, when you pack a plastic bin full of graphic novels, you're like, these aren't heavy. And then you go to lift it and your back gives out. You're like, what the fuck? Because uh, all that space that was once air inside that storage unit is now like very tightly packed sheets of printed paper, which you don't realize how heavy they are until you go to lift it. Yeah. And that's when Mike stopped buying hardcovers. Yeah. <laughs> hardcovers, more like hard to lift covers. Am I right? Come on. Um, no, but I was like, huh. You know, I had my I, I moved the bookshelf into the office and stuff. And I'm like. All right, I could probably fit a few more, a few more trades on here. You know, there's there's some room to grow. Um, 
but it's it's fun to like do that and like go through the trades be like oh yeah i have the whole run of god hates astronauts trades and single issues and then you're like flipping through some other stuff you're like oh yeah grant morrison batman those are fun reads uh like batman r.i.p and and then uh you know, it's just shit you're flipping, like Murder Falcon. I'm like, oh yeah, that was such a great book. Yeah. So it's cool to like go back through that stuff and be like, yeah, these are some great stories here that like, uh, you don't know, one that I was like, holy shit, uh, JSA with Jeff Johns, but the Thy Kingdom Come specifically. So like, mm-hmm. I'm just looking at those Alex Ross covers with the JSA and Kingdom Come Superman on the front, and I'm like, holy shit, this is like a fever dream for me. You know, I, I like. I like relived the whole excitement I had when I first discovered that, like getting into comics and like, holy fuck, my two favorite like universes colliding, you know? Um, yeah, it's just a lot of fun stuff reliving all that. Yeah. That's, I mean, when you're a comic collector, you pull those out and you look at them and stuff, right? That's what you do. So, yeah. And I'm on that adventure because I just subscribed to the, was it CLZ, CZL? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cause you're, you're logging, you're cataloging all yours right now. Right? Yeah. So I'm going to be cataloging everything and mm-hmm. reorganizing them. And I mean, you can see if you're watching the video over here, the beginning of the boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be a fun adventure. And yeah. it's going to be fun because I, I think I'll be able to pick out a bunch that I can get rid of as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that needs to be a more regular part of my comic collecting that. is the purge the purge it has to happen whether collectors want to admit it or not i need to do a purge i do for sure yeah so it'll be fun um, make room yeah. for more um and then exactly. i'll actually know <laughs> how many issues of rom i need and uh, yeah, ones yeah. I have two or three of <laughs> clz is amazing uh for you people that i i think it's like a couple that runs it from like the netherlands or some random country but it's it's 15 bucks a year and like barcode scanner so that's like you literally just scan all your comics into a pile it it populates it for you it's it's amazing i've been using it for probably close to i don't know 10 years now at least so very um, cheap yeah super cheap like for all the things that it does for you it's and you can add your own comics so a lot of indie stuff you get on kickstarter you can scan the front and back covers, add it manually. You still have it in your in your uh, um, in your database because that's the next level of comic collecting is actually having something in your pocket that tells you everything that's in your collection. Yeah, but nobody ever asks. But what you do is when you go to those those back issues, you got your phone open. It used to be an Excel spreadsheet I had back in the day, and then I switched to this. So. I was telling a few indie creators that they should take the initiative to do that themselves mm-hmm. because I've read that you can, as a creator, put your books on there mm-hmm. and um, catalog them. Yeah. And I was like, it doesn't sound like a lot, but it is your fans would be like, would be really happy if they could type in, I don't know, Granite State Punk and then right, oh, well, exactly. that's a scout book now, but uh, yeah, sure. you know, whatever book you want to name from an indie creator and mm-hmm. they just see it. So I had to do it themselves. It would just be like right. that extra level would be like, Oh, look at that. Right. I'll, uh, I can, I can bring up one is, uh, um, King cryptid. Most alternate comics aren't on there. So you buy alternate comics. None of them are in CLZ. You got to add them manually. So there you go, Wh- yeah. which kind of deters you. If I get a pile of alterna, I don't feel like manually adding them all in. I'm not going to lie. And so they just stay in my pile of alternative stuff. So, okay. It is what it is. Fun. I got a phone call the other day, Chris, about comics. Um, 
Oh. You know, when a, when a number calls me that I don't know, I let it go to voicemail, as most millennials. But um, I, uh, <laughs> I man, that's had to be a couple years ago now. Uh, there's, a, there's a comic book shop, and I'm going to name drop them because of how heartwarming this phone call was. Uh, about two years ago, I think that's when the, the Invincible show came out, right? Around when the Invincible show came out, I was like still collecting a lot of my Invincible books. I think I needed 20 to 30 more for my entire collection. Mm-hmm. And I walked into Ravenswood Comics. Now, Ravenswood's been there in New Hartford, New York, near Utica since I was a kid. And they said, hey, well, if we ever get a collection of Invincible stuff, you know, we'll write your name down. We'll give you a call. Okay. Never hear from them. I wasn't expecting to. About two weeks ago, I get a phone call. It's, it's, we're now living in 2023, folks. Uh, this was, had to be back like 2021. And he goes, hey, leaves me a message. Uh, you know, we just got a big lot of Invincible comics in. And your name was on the list in our notebook here to like give you a call. And I called him up. I'm like, man, that's crazy. He goes, yeah, the owner said, I think we had a guy coming in looking for Invincible comics. <laughs> I'm like, that, dude, that had to be like two years ago. He goes, well, what ones are you looking for now? And I said, well, I only need three more issues. And he goes, wow. He Like, he was excited for me <laughs> that I only needed a few issues. And I'm like, you probably don't have them. So I listed them off. He goes, yeah, that, that's not in this collection. But I was like, that's awesome that you guys called me. I'm like, that was really cool. So, yeah. I'm like, Man. I definitely, something from two years ago, I definitely, even like being your friend, if you were yeah. like, I'm looking for this. Yeah. And two right. years go by, I'd probably be staring at it and be like, there's something about this book I should know. <laughs> exactly. Chris, <laughs> I think somebody told me that they were looking for this thing and like to like tell him to go in the notebook where they physically write the names because he wrote it in like some spiral notebook. Like I used to write my science notes in high school. I'm like, there's no way they're ever going to call me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. They called me. So Ravenswood, shout out to you guys. You've been there since I was a kid. Uh, Siftant, they got a lot of great back issues, but uh, yeah, Man. big shout out. I like that. Yeah, yeah it was cool. Um, not not every so, day you get a phone call like that about comic books, Chris. Yeah. So, uh, quick U-turn here or whatever. I'm gonna go yeah. off topic for a second. Hard stop. You're hitting the brakes. <laughs> That's what it is. We're gonna halt the show. Uh, if you hear any weird noises behind me, everybody, if you don't follow me on Twitter or whatnot, um. My cat X, it's X it. now. Oh, X, I'm sorry. X yeah. marks the spot. <laughs> X gonna give it to you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I saw your post. Yeah, if you hear any weird noises behind me, my cat got injured this week. Poor and Greedo. he's just kind of shuffling around the room with the <laughs> cone of shame on. I'm not really uh, sure where he is. I think he's right behind me right now. He's probably just staring at you. But yeah, he is going for surgery um, as a recording tomorrow. Uh, when you're all listening to this, it will hopefully be done and successful, and he'll be happy. Yeah. But yeah, if there's right. weird noises or I get distracted um, by a cat, or you see a cat with a cone on behind me, <laughs> that's what's going poor, on. Poor Greta. Yeah, poor little guy's all drugged up and uh, with a cone on. So. Yeah. If we if we know if we know the tale of Greta, he definitely didn't attack first, right? He definitely just got straight up attacked. No, he shoots first. He shoots first? Okay. <laughs> My cat shoots first. <laughs> you should um, see the graveyard that I come home to all the time. Oh, yeah. Just he definitely dead, shot first. Dead dead carcasses everywhere. <laughs> nice job, yeah, I remember you know. living with my ex, and we were in this like little house, and um, close to where I am now, actually. Mm-hmm. And he 
you know, he's an outdoor indoor cat. He's a, a mouser. I live out in the country, everybody. And I came home and it was like a scene out of, I don't know, the Godfather or something. Like there were so many dead animals in front of my door, <laughs> mostly rats or mice, yeah. you know, uh, mole rats as we call them. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it. I, <laughs> I just like, looked wow. at him and he's so proud of himself. He's just like, there, like looking at me like, what's up? This cat just went Rambo on a colony. Yeah. <laughs> <Field mice>. yeah. <laughs> he walked in with like a Gatling gun and was like, you're all mine. <laughs> That's so, amazing. So, yeah. And he's a little miserable because he's been indoors for four yeah. days straight now. But well, you can't have him getting his tail bit off. So yeah, that's where you're staying, little Greedo. Yeah. Where it's safe. Um, all right, let's jump into the let's jump into the show here, folks. Uh, we had a secret invasion finale. Um, we did. What what a, I mean, yeah. So it ends after six episodes. I'll let you talk about how you felt about it, and then I'll I can talk about it. Um, but what did you think, Chris? I enjoyed it. It was a fine ending. Mm-hmm. I, I I wish they let the fight go on a little bit longer between the two super scrolls. Yeah, there was definitely some budget cuts for. sure. <laughs> with how yeah. quick everything happened yeah uh but i like the whole double cross triple mm. cross that yeah. I, I kept waiting for because i'm like this is the type of show you gotta have a double cross sometime yeah i was like there's no way nick fury is just getting himself radiation poisoned yeah yeah and, and actually it tricked me for a minute i was like damn like how are they gonna get him out of this uh-huh and like as uh, the episode's ending i'm like he's in the trailer for the marbles chris like yeah, I was so in the moment that I was just like, I don't know how they're gonna, like, what's they're not gonna kill Nick Fury, are they? Yeah, no way. <laughs> yeah, but I did really enjoy it. I think it's hilarious that we've got like an Amazo character running around now in the MCU. Yeah, that was pretty overpowered to have the to have the powers of Miss Marvel, <laughs> Captain Marvel is pretty crazy. Of- basically the whole mcu yeah everybody yeah all of the adventures yeah so that's interesting i'll be curious to see what happens with her i mean i, I always forget the the woman's name but she's a, just the queen of dragons yeah um amelia clark amelia clark you don't cast a name that big without right. a plan so obviously she's coming back at some point of course and i'll be interested to see where and when how but yeah, I thought all together was a good finale. I really enjoyed the show as a whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite MCU things, um, I would say top five. It's up there with like, I think it gets a bump. It definitely gets a bump from me because of the style of show it is. It's more mm-hmm. my jam. Yeah. But it's, it definitely for me shows an uptick in modern mcu i think we're we're starting to see the swing up yeah and i've been saying it for a few movies now and a few shows where i'm like things are looking better like we had a bad one here or there this one was questionable mm-hmm. and now it's like oh i enjoyed ant-man it's not the best but it was fun and then guardians was really fucking good and mm-hmm. we had some other things in there and and this just uh made that go up a little bit more and i'm really looking forward to see what they do with the marvels now and moving forward although mm-hmm. Who knows when we'll get another thing after the Marvels because of strikes, but <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah, it's it's a quality show, and I think what's really great about it is if you're not keeping up with the MCU, 
I maybe you could correct me if I'm wrong here, Mike, but I think you can still watch and enjoy it without being. Yeah, and they do a lot of like they do a lot of overview of what happened. They're like, wait, so you? I I think they almost every episode they're like, so you left for five years and you were in space, then you came down. So they do a lot of that to be like, listen, if you didn't, if you didn't remember where Nick Fury was, he got snapped and then he came back. Um, yeah, I thought no, I thought it was uh, enjoyable. The whole ending with um. You know, like them being beamed up together and the romance and all that stuff was the different side of Nick Fury that we've never seen. Um, and, you know, we had to get we had to get more machine out of containment because. Uh, yeah, because we needed him for the show, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The Captain Kirk scene where like, yeah, Nick Fury's kissing the scroll as a scroll. His yeah. Wife, yeah. Was, was like. I don't know. It was a little much. I thought. Yeah, it was a little weird. I, I was like, "Oh, wow, wow, we're really just full on making out with scrolls." But I do um, like the full circle for that story arc because yeah, if you remember right. back like a few episodes when mm-hmm. she makes the comment, "Yeah, would you have fallen in love with me in my real skin?" And he's like, yeah. "I guess we'll never know." Mm-hmm. And then it kind of comes full all the way around because now she's like, "Well, I'm going to be in my real skin," and he still loves her. Mm-hmm. So I get that. It was just. <laughs> Yeah. At the end of my like spy thriller show, I was like, okay. yeah, I don't I need some alien makeout scenes. Um, no, I thought it was overall it was good. Like you said, it was a, I think upswing from like Ant-Man. I still haven't seen guardians. I gotta, I gotta sit down and take the time to do that. Um, yeah. but no, overall enjoyable. Yeah. And I think Marvel's Marvel's will be interesting, especially to have Nick Fury back. Yeah. I think, I think Marvel's is going to be a, a big tipping point for them. Uh, so this was news to me. Twisted Metal wasn't a movie; it's a TV show. Oh yeah. Okay. Did you know that? No, I had no idea. I thought it was a movie. So, I, did you watch it? I did. All ten oh. episodes, huh? All, so all well, ten. And where where is it streaming? I, I that, that was another thing that confused me. The quality programming of Peacock, Mike. Uh huh. Now it's all starting to come together. Why <laughs> 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 I have not seen anything about. Um. Okay. And what is your assessment, Anthony Mackie? Right. Yeah, Anthony Mackie, uh, I forget her name, but it's uh, the Hispanic woman from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Okay, yep. Uh, and a few other people you know. Mm-hmm. But all in all, I think it's good. Yeah? it's So it's done by the guys who did Zombieland. So if you like Zombieland, okay. I think you'll enjoy this. It's very similar humor, action. Uh, this first season was all about Anthony Mackie, who plays John Doe, uh-huh. going on a run for one of the towns. And all the shenanigans that happen on the way, you know, meeting up with Sweet Tooth and getting into a thing with him and running into other characters, you you know, like the the priest from the, the game. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, Hot Dog Boy is there. Oh, and my God. All this other. So... You get a bunch of the characters from the game in it. Uh, Calypso makes an appearance in okay, it. Cool. And basically, it's like a post-apocalyptic story with some humor in it, where you mm-hmm. see everybody has these cars with guns on them, and like outside of the walled cities mm-hmm. is basically chaos. Okay. And then everybody outside thinks that inside the walled cities is like the perfect settlement. You know, the right. old post-apocalyptic thing. Like, there's the yeah. perfect. And of course, it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess spoilers if you don't want the entire show spoiled, because I want to give away the ending just because I think the ending would get people excited for 
the future of it. Mm-hmm. So the ending, like obviously, Anthony Mackie's successful. He ends up living in one of these walled cities, seeing it's not what he thinks it is, decides to leave. And that's when he finds out that he basically signed his life away to this tournament that Calypso is putting together mm. with a bunch of different people and a bunch of different cars where they have to fight to the death uh, to be granted whoever their sponsor is mm-hmm. gets granted their ultimate wish. You know, the plot line, the twisted metal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I got really excited for that because that means I thought this first season was good mm-hmm. enough where I watched the whole thing. Right. And this sets up where we can actually do something cool for the end. Cause the last episode was just a big all out. Like here's a bunch of the characters you met mm-hmm. fighting in cars for like 10 minutes. That's cool. And then they kind of hint to who's going to be in it. So it's a few people you've met in the first season. There's a picture of a guy whose arms are strapped to wheels. I was going to say, is Axel making an appearance? So Axel is going to be in season two. Nice. Uh, And all this other stuff. So I I really, I think it's good. It's not going to be like one of my top of the year or anything, but it was a fun ride. I would recommend it. Nice. Uh, if you're able to watch it, because I know not everybody has Peacock like yeah. I do. That's really cool, though. I'm glad you liked it. I didn't know it was the zombie uh, land people doing it. Yeah, it's the the two guys that created that are like the showrunners for it. So a mm-hmm. lot of their like sensibilities and humor are placed mm-hmm. in the I show. I think that makes sense for that type of... It does. And the, the Sweet Tooth thing where it's uh, Samoa Joe, I think, is the wrestler that plays mm-hmm. them. Yeah. And then Will Arnett voices them with how like over the top and weird yet psychotic they made him, which is how he is in the game yeah, as yeah. well. The voiceover, even though it doesn't, the voice doesn't fit the body, it still works. Mm. It's very strange. So, yeah, uh, yeah I, I would cool. recommend it if you want something fun and action packed to watch for. And they're like half an hour episodes, so that's cool. Ten episodes, well, it's like five hours. Nice. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. Uh, let's get into the movie stuff. So I saw Barbie. Everybody, um, just got back from seeing it. Uh, I loved it. So I think I, you know, I knew Greta Gerwig was directing it. I didn't know she had uh, uh, co-written the movie as well. So Greta Gerwig uh, is really good. I mean, she she did Lady Bird. Uh, a movie that I loved. She did Little Women, um, which is another great, well-renowned movie. Uh, but this one, I mean, like, totally, like, it does it does a bunch of things. So, first off, we have a cast of, like, MCU and DCU people because, like, you know, we got Peacemaker uh, shows up for a scene. You got, um, uh, oh, my God, John Cena. Was he you available? Have, you have Harley. No, you have Harley Quinn, obviously leading the movie. Um, uh, Helen Mirren does a voiceover. So there's this really funny part, and and uh, there's some spoilers here, people. But it's it's a fun movie. There's not a whole lot to spoil. Uh, Will Ferrell's really good at it. Um, he plays like the CEO of Mattel. Awesome. His character's so good. Uh, but there's a scene where like Margot Robbie is is like talking about how she's like, I don't feel beautiful anymore and like there's this like her makeup's all off but like it's margot robbie so she's still like dropped and gorgeous and like and then like the the scene gets interrupted by helen mirren because she plays the narrator and she's like 
we understand that like the casting for Margot Robbie is like really hard to grasp this scene and what she's talking about. <laughs> I just don't feel pretty anymore. And, like Helen Mirren chimes in of like, yeah, we get it. Like <laughs> this, this whole of her complaining, she doesn't feel pretty. Doesn't really work because it's Margot Robbie. <laughs> so that was like really funny. Um, uh, Simu Lu is in it. Uh, Shang Chi, uh, the guy who plays uh, uh, Gravik from uh, from the oh my god secret invasion is in it he plays a ken uh michael sarah plays alan who was a like friend of ken back in the day that was like not popular and everybody hated so that's kind of how they treat him in the <laughs> in the movie <laughs> um and like there's all these rejected and discontinued barbies that i had no idea about but like everything is like relative so like you know she'll start her day off and like the carton of milk looks like the carton of milk that like the barbies had and like when she goes to pour her milk there, nothing's coming out and she's like pretending to drink so it's like subtle things like that that are like really funny um and then jokes like you know everybody in barbie land believes that in the real world they've solved like like sexism and stuff they're like what do you mean like when i like she believes that if she goes to the real world everybody's gonna thank her because she's barbie and she's like you know she's solved all the issues for women <laughs> Like, and obviously she gets there and like she goes with Ken and, and Ken is like, wait, so like men are important is all this stuff. So it's oh, my God. And uh, and the guy who plays Ken, uh, I'm I'm blanking on the the name right now. Oh, but, Ryan, uh, Gosling? Ryan, Ryan Gosling. Yeah, he was amazing in it. Um, he was really funny. His character is hilarious. I mean, he plays dumbass Ken, but it, it not even dumb. He's just like overly expressive, which was really good. And Chris there's a bunch of jokes but there was one they make a uh, a Zack Snyder Justice League joke in this movie and I was like what really um so that that won some points for me it was like it was a fun joke of like uh the barbie like the kens are t- like take over barbie land for part of it and all the all the barbies that like had specific jobs like one's president you know one is a nurse one is a doctor they're like they like snap out of it and they're like, yeah, it was weird. Like, I know that I'm a doctor, but for some reason, like for the past two weeks, all I could, all I cared about was the Zack Snyder justice. League. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, no, and everybody, of course, everybody turns and looks at me because I like, you know, forced a lot of people to watch that movie. And I was like, whatever. (laughs) Um, So that was a fun joke. There's just a lot of fun jokes and there's a lot of like fun Easter eggs too. Like there's a moment where she sits at the, the bus stop and meets like the original Barbara, the creator of Barbie or oh. her daughter. I mean, I'm sorry, the daughter of the creator, maybe, but somebody like there's, there's a lot of fun Easter eggs like that. So, um, and some of the discontinued Barbies, I didn't know about Chris. Like there was one apparently that like you would like pump her arm up and her boobs would get bigger. <laughs> like had no idea that that was a thing. Um, there was one that had like a TV, like, like a screen inserted, like, molded into her back so like when they talk to her she's like i have a tv in my back i never wanted this <laughs> like this, this is like i didn't want this at all um yeah it's just it's a really fun movie i think you'll enjoy it and honestly the jokes like i i know people have gone to the theater when it was more popular like because it came out a couple weeks ago now that like i mean kids will enjoy it because they're just there for the barbie stuff and the the like the really vibrant colors and adults are going to really enjoy it. I mean, they are enjoying it because of the jokes. The jokes are like the writing, the existentialism, 
obviously there's some emotional stuff there about like, you know, growing up uh, and just like your place in the world, being a human and all these things. So, I mean, it, it fired on all cylinders. It was a lot of fun. So I highly recommend it. <laughs> was the Barbie called growing up skipper? Yes. Yes. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Yeah. Growing up skipper. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, like it. The yeah, you wouldn't think it was real, but it's real. Yeah, <laughs> and they apparently there was a pregnant Barbie that was discontinued. So it's so funny. Like she has her own dream house because all the Barbies live in the dream houses, and whenever they see her, they're like, "Oh yeah, we don't talk about her." <laughs> like and she, she's just like in the background. It's so messed up. They're like, "Yeah, we made a pregnant Barbie once, but it was really weird, so we don't talk about her." <laughs> Jesus. And like Will Ferrell walks by, he's like, "Oh man, I thought we got rid of her." Like, what happened? Oh, it's it's really funny. Um, yeah, yeah, I think I it, and Ryan Gosling, like he he does a great job too. So, um, I think overall, just a fun movie. Like I said before it'll be a streaming. Movie yeah, for yeah, for sure. But I yeah. think you're, I think you're gonna have a lot of fun with it. Though. Yeah. Um, Sony Pictures has announced delays to their lineup of movies because of ongoing strikes in Hollywood. Surprise, Chris. Uh, for our purposes, there are two that affect us, and that include Craven the Hunter, which was supposed to hit theaters October 6th, and now will be coming uh, August 30th, 2024. So it was supposed to be this year, 2023. It's delayed almost a year. That's insane, Chris. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure why this one, because from what I saw, it's done. You know, maybe the trailer wasn't as well received as, as they thought it would be, and they're using this as an excuse. I don't know. Well, from what I read, because there's another, I think Dune was one that also was getting pushed, and something else. Yeah. And they're claiming like there's no, they can't advertise. And what uh, they mean by that is the actors aren't going to go out on the press tour. Right. Okay. Makes sense. That makes sense. So I think that's the main reason for yeah, I didn't it. Think but, about that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, well, what's funny about that is Marvel don't give no fucks because they're still going to put out the Marvels unless something happens in the next couple of weeks. I mean, I could right. be wrong. Yeah, yeah. This is just but, Sony. So then the other movie affected is Spider Man Beyond the Spider Verse, which was scheduled for March 29th, twenty twenty four, has been delayed indefinitely. This this one is because the voice acting isn't done. Mm. So when's the strike going to be done? They yeah, don't know. Right. They don't I got know. pickups all of a sudden. Uh, so that's the reason for that one. And I get that. Like, if you don't know when you're going to get people in a booth because of yeah. the strike, right. yeah, why put a date on anything? Yeah, I know. We we had talked to David uh, Lucarelli, who does that for his position, and said, yeah, it's been really slim out there. So Slim pickings. But, you know, go make that money. I honestly... The Beyond the Spider Verse one sucks. Like I, I really like that last movie. Yeah, uh, I think it's going to go down as one of the best superhero things of all time. Craven, uh, I mean, put it out tomorrow. Put it out a year from now. I think it's going to flop either way. <laughs> yeah, Sony doesn't have the best uh, track record with these things. I just at this point, I think that DC has a better track record than Sony. That's and not saying much. The f- yeah, but and the flash flopped beyond belief. Mm-hmm. So, right. I, yeah, we'll see. We'll see with that one. I mean, obviously, I'll be in the theaters for it, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll wait and see. 
Uh, video game news, which we don't get much that often. Skybound Entertainment announced a visual novel based in the Invincible Universe coming sometime in 2023 to Steam. Oh, and look at this. This fancy stuff I can do now, Mike. Yeah, Chris has pulled up the visual novel, so here we go. Um, there's no word on if it will come to consoles, but it almost looks like, is that turn-based fighting, too, like incorporated with it, you think? Yeah, I've seen some visual novels where there's like actually a turn-based fighting that goes with it. Yeah. But it's very simplistic and like baby's first turn-based. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah. I would suspect you get more of a te- like a original Telltale or like mm-hmm. Danganronpa style game out of this. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, honestly, this isn't my type of game. So depending on the price point... um. And if it's like, is it its own individual story or like a retelling, I guess would be the question. That it seems to be just going off of what the TV show did. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe continuing from the, the special edition episode. Yeah. It's tough to tell if it's like, I don't know, a 10, $15 game. I'll give it a shot. Yeah, I'm not the biggest visual novel fan. <laughs> yeah, same here. But we'll see. I like what Skybound Entertainment's been doing with their their gaming division. I mean, they're the ones putting out that game Wrestle Quest. Have you seen that one? Oh yeah, that does look wild. Yeah, like that one looks really cool. They took over Telltale, which mm-hmm. like I was, I was a big Telltale fan, but they they were more of a point and click adventure, less visual right. novel, right? And I always enjoyed their games. So I like what they're doing. They're making small games, which is fine. Mm-hmm. So we'll see with this. I'll check it out. I kind of wish I could like play it on something other than Steam. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny too, because Skybound, Skybound Games was at PAX East this year when I was there, and they didn't bring this at all or talk about it. They just had like invincible posters for people. So um, yeah, because it, it did get announced. Posters. Like as a late part of um, San Diego Comic Con. Mm, okay. So I think after or maybe during our recording last week, and I mean that makes sense. They're doing a big blowout for Invincible, and they threw that in there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I cool. It, cool. I'm glad they're doing something different with it, but we'll see. We will see. More I might wait cool. a little bit, and because it's not like it. First of all, when I'm we're gonna go into gaming nerd time. Yeah, yeah. So any PC guy that tells me it can't it can't be played on a console, it's not you're you're dumb. Yeah. Because I've been told that a million times and it always okay. ends up on a console. Mm-hmm. I think this will end up on a console and this isn't something so spectacularly big or gorgeous that there's any anything standing in the way. Right. So I almost like kind of wanna wait for like a switch version. Yeah. Like for you, Steam Deck would be perfect. Steam Deck would be great. Yeah. Handheld would be great. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I recently and, looked up what a Steam Deck costs and then immediately yeah. closed the window because there's no fucking way. <laughs> yeah. You missed the, uh, they just had a big sale like 20% off too, I think last month or something. But yeah. I mean, I get it for you and a lot of my friends who are PC based. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. If you're all 20% PC-based. off, I need like 60 to 70% off for that yeah. thing to be justifiable. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I use it more than my PC now. So it, it was worth it for me. Yeah. And um, I, yeah. 
and the uh, I will say the Steam Steam folks are usually the most blunt and straightforward with their reviews. So we'll definitely we'll definitely see that. Yeah, I actually use Steam reviews more than anything to determine whether I'm going to buy a game. And I yeah, don't it's a very good Steam gauge. That often. And and how even the game will run too. Um, so that's cool. Yeah. Comic news. Marvel announced that they're returning to Secret Wars, the new limited series set in the original event for its 40th anniversary. The series will be called Marvel Superheroes Secret Wars Battle Worlds and will be written by the original editor of Secret Wars, Tom DeFalco, and will be drawn by Pat Olaf. Interesting, Chris. Nice. I love this. Yeah. So we got some covers here for. So this is video people. during the original Secret Wars. Yeah, and as you, this is the main cover we're looking at. As you yeah. can tell by it, Black Suit Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the characters here were involved with Secret Wars. I'm super excited for this. Oh, that's cool. I, I mean, Secret Wars is one of the most important events in comic history. Mm-hmm. It is the like first. <laughs> yeah. So anything that like plays with that era, I'm always down for. Unless it involves Deadpool, because nobody cares. <laughs> uh, and that you have like when the, the original editor working on it and everything just means a lot. So yeah, that's cool. I I, I think this is really cool. And this cover here, oh is yeah, homage to the original. Yeah, that's a cool cover. Very yeah. Cool. So damn. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited for this. I will 100 percent be picking it up. It's uh it's got to go in the Secret Wars collection, Mike. Yeah, it does. You got to have it now. It's part of the continuity. That's another cool one. They have some really cool covers. Wow. Um, DC, after recording last week's episode, at the end of San Diego Comic-Con, announced the new Batman Black Label title, Batman City of Madness. The new series will be written and drawn by Christian Ward and will be a prestige-sized comic book. The series is described as cosmic horror story with hints that involves the Court of Owls. Yeah, uh, and here we have the cover pulled up for all you visual watchers. Uh, interesting colors, obviously Cthulhu because of this uh, tentacle, and then the Court of Owls. Honestly, this whole like involving Cthulhu and cosmic horror with Batman has been really cool lately. Um, and to get the Court of Owls involved, I think this is going to be a really cool book. Yeah, I'm, I'm down for this. I think... I love the Court of Owls. They are best used as sparingly as possible. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's what adds to their mystique and their like how, their coolness factor, yeah. if you will. Mm-hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong, but first time we've used them since their introduction? They might have showed up uh, in like a Detective Comics run. Or some event book, and I can't remember what they they had showed up maybe once, but it haven't been used a lot for sure. If they if they did, okay. Well, this yeah. will be the first thing I've read with them since then. Yeah, anything that I've read because I've seen that they were used somewhere before, or like at least hinted at. Um, yeah. But no, this is be where they're the main focus. Yeah, this is interesting. Yeah. So, and I love the, these covers are great. I mean, dude, oh, black label. Sick. Black Label has just been a phenomenal addition yeah, to DC. That was like one of the best things they thought of in a while. Yeah, so that's a crazy like Cthulhu Batman 
that is just awesome. Yeah, and great. I mean, yeah, great artwork. I I'm so down for this. I we're gonna talk about a DC Black Label book later. Yeah, I just I haven't read one I don't like yet. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, this one, everyone I read is so much. It's just like you know they let them do their thing. And it's just awesome. It's it's the grown ups DC. Yeah, um, and it's not. Bo- I mean, it's bogged down with continuity, but it's not like yeah, which is great. Yeah, uh, like I think a lot. Of, I don't think that's what make these story great because I talked like a week or two ago about how continuity can make great stories, and we're mm-hmm. seeing it through what DC's doing right now. Yeah, but this is something like I could hand to somebody and be like, "Hey, look at this." You like you don't need to know much about you know Batman. who Batman is. Yeah, there you go. Check this out. Yeah. yeah like, you know who Batman is. You don't need to know about the DC universe. Here's a cool right. story. You watch the Peacemaker show. Here, you want to see him try hard? Try this. Try exactly. This like, looks for you. Yeah. So yeah. Um, ready for this one. Yeah, that's awesome. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom is getting a prequel comic series, thank God. Titled after the movie movie this fall by writers Tim Seeley, Joey Esposito, and Ethan Sachs, with art by Miguel Mendonca, Ray Anthony Height, and Scott Eaton. Yeah, so uh, we got we need some catching up uh, before the movie. I'll probably check this out. I think I've read all the movie tie-in books just because I don't know why, Chris, but I I do. Um, Mike, we just we need to know why he was yeah. drunk at the end scene credits of the Flash. Yeah, that's... we need to know why, and that's uh, that doesn't even look remotely like Momoa, <laughs> except that he has like black hair now. Uh, interesting thing though, there's no Mara in any of these covers, is there? <laughs> oh no, I think she's out of that movie too. Yeah, so maybe that's what they're trying to address up front. We'll see. Um, but no, some of these covers are sick though, with the Black Manta on the front. I like that, the black and yeah. white. Um, that one kind of looks more like Momoa, I'd say. There's one more where it's literally just a picture of Momoa in the stealth suit. Uh-huh. I, yeah, I got nothing here. I haven't yeah. read any of these prequel books. I'm not excited for this movie. Honestly, I think I like the Flash prequel book better than the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and it worries me that there's such a big creative team. Yeah, Tim Seeley, Ethan Sachs. What the I mean, hell? All quality guys. Yeah. But why so many cooks in the kitchen? Yeah. Like, guys, can you come up with something to make this good? I, by the lack of talk about this movie and the delays and reshoots, and I just can't help but have the feeling, Chris, that, and DC hasn't even tried to say this is the best movie we've ever seen. I feel like James (laughs) Wan has kind of just distanced himself from this one. Yeah, we'll see. I I think they're prepared for a flop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I honestly think that they're at the point where they have to put this movie out in Blue Beetle, let them flop, and, and move then it forward. be done. Yeah. Um, although I think Blue Beetle has a. If anything of their recent slate has any chance, it's this in Blue Beetle. Because mm-hmm. I think that people are going to be excited for Blue Beetle yep. uh, based on just having a, a, a Latin character. Yep. Latino character. Yep. And. I think people will be excited for this because I was in the minority of not liking the first one. I think a lot of people liked it. It did really well in the box office. We, we'll see. Yeah. But these have a shot at least. 
much more than I thought the Flash ever did. I'm just hoping it raises the price of my first appearance of Orm, the Ocean Master, to be honest. <laughs> and then I can say that the movie was worth it. <laughs> yeah. I hope it, it lowers it so I can buy it off you at a discount rate. There you go. Um, with that, Chris, let's talk about what we read this week. I had a whole three comics, folks, that I got to. Yeah, I didn't get to a bunch either. Um, I talk about the top, but cat. Yeah, (laughs) right. I did see. So, you know how we've been we talked about how we've been reading manga more. Mm -hmm. Uh, I walked into this. We got a Newberry Comics here that's in Massachusetts, but it's in Albany at the mall now. And it's Newberry Comics. But you walk in and the very back section, they even put all the K-pop stuff before the floppy comics like the Western comics are in the very back. They have like three or four rows of shelving for manga because we've talked about this manga sells. Mm hmm. It's popular. Um, I picked up and I've been reading Kaiju number eight. And like the thing about when you're caught up on manga it sucks because you have to wait like a month for the new volume to come out or a couple months. And what I've been doing is like I read it and then like, oh, I forgot about it. So then I'm walking around. I'm like, I wonder if the new issue is out. And yep, they had the uh, volume eight. I think I'm on of Kaiju number eight. Yeah, uh, I just saw volume nines coming out in January. Oh, wow. OK, so they pushed it a while then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this kind of like it's wrapping up like the first, I would say if they do a season or two, this could be like a good stopping point, but, uh, no, I, so I've been reading that and then I got to a few comics here. Uh, I hope you read Batman beyond neo-gothic number one. Oh, that was like, that was the one we had to one get on to. My that list. was, that was before night terrors number two. So, you know, actually Jackson, to be fair, that was number two on my list, but okay. you'll know okay. why. Yes. All I right. Read it. Yeah. Uh, really good book. So, you know, we get the Batman beyond again from Lanzig and Kelly. We really love the first series. Um, I like the premise, you know, these kids are going missing. We get to see Batman go underground to the original Gotham. He keeps going deeper and deeper. He hires this cat humanoid to like show him around, which is cool. And then he runs into King Croc, who's Killer Croc, but he definitely rules this section of the city and he's huge now and he's mad. And that's kind of where the issue trails off. But it's really cool. I mean, the best the best part about this book is the world building of Gotham, Neo-Gotham and seeing the underdark or what have you and the characters in the world. And it's just this, this, I mean, this is Batman beyond these books have been so much fun. Yeah. It's really, really good. It hits a lot of good things from the show. And then it hits that one big thing that was never in the show. Yeah. Um, Batman beyond never got a future version of the world champ killer Croc Morgan. Yes. Uh, and to see him at the end, like yeah. I got so excited. I was so yeah. pumped. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh man, we're going to see some of the villains that we've all been waiting to see, you know? So. Yeah. And just to, to see, like we got kind of the impact from the last uh, volume of mm-hmm. issues, his like family's away, uh, his old girlfriend's away. He's trying yep. to start this new life where he's going to fix Gotham yep. and all this. I, we got that. Uh, the CEO to come back and he does a scene, all of the supporting yeah. cast that we built up in last bond. Yep. They're all back. It's a great first issue for mm-hmm. a second volume. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I love, love this issue. Yeah. They did a great job. Uh, Rogue son number 14. This is Perot and Abel. Uh, so we find out, you know, the last issue that, that not only the dad, but the son or their souls are like trapped in the stone the um the uh the rogue sun the sunstone um and now like the person who's trapped in there 
has told them like, Hey, if you kill these guys, the old rogue sun souls, if you kill these guys, I'll let you free. So they get like chased down immediately by this like Viking rogue son, which was awesome. Uh, seeing these old school, like people who have the mantle and uh, while the guy in the outside who's controlling the, the, the kid's body is making a deal with like that pack of werewolves that's changed them into werewolves. There's like a villain behind all of them. He's making some sort of deal with them. Don't know what. Um, and then at the end they run into the rogue son's grandfather. They're they're trying to transport themselves between portals in this like afterlife world, and they end up finding uh the grandfather and the father of his father. So that's kind of where they stop, which was a good issue, I think. Um and then Night Terror is the main book, number two, Williamson and uh Kemen Kali on the art. Uh yeah, so I love the way they treat uh Sandman in this book um he wakes up and he's like you know multiverse batman death i've dealt with it all so none of this surprised me you know what i mean is like i've seen some shit like i was in the jsa the, none of the like like the the saying like this has all been done before like you don't need to catch me up on any of this bullshit like i believe it all you know i thought that was really cool um dead man decides to go to the jla watchtower to you know with uh with the sandman and they want to get Red Tornado's help because obviously the, all the AI in the world doesn't need to sleep, so they don't have nightmares. Uh, but then they get attacked by Insomnia has the Sleepless Nights, everybody. Nights being K-N-I-G-H-T. So that's a little fun play on words um, that come to attack the Watchtower, and they pretty much like disassemble Red Tornado, and that's how the issue ends. They're stuck on the Watchtower with these with these Nights, with, the, with Batman being possessed by Dead Man still, so... Um, yeah, and, and we kind of find out, like, the origin of the, the Nightmare Stone, how, like, Sandman thwarted these people back in the day that were trying to summon the stone. He didn't realize that, like, one of, it was interesting, like, they all had to drink this poison to kill themselves, but he actually knocks one of the guys out so that the Nightmare Stone never gets, never is solidified or formed. Um, I thought it was interesting to, like, how he plays a role in all of that so yeah night terrors has been great uh tie-ins have been a lot of fun um main story is great sandman awesome i think batman being the focal point's cool but having dead man as batman was a nice twist mm -hmm. instead of having just normal batman so um no it's, it's, i think it's been a great story so far and that's all i had this week yeah i didn't read night terrors yet i actually okay. uh, went through and i have four night terror books i bought uh -huh. <laughs> so i uh i need to catch up but as i said earlier didn't read much but earlier in the week from last week i did yeah. read night terror superman oh nice um that we didn't talk about and it was a really good issue uh what's superman's nightmare that he can't save everybody right of course yep so it's all about that and then uh, at one point he's able to basically break the barriers between the different nightmares and meets up with Kara. And that's when we kind of get the, the big conclusion, but then it goes back to the real world mm -hmm. where he's washed up. Cause when he, if you remember from night terrors one, he flies away, right? And he's going to go get something. And that's when he falls asleep and joins the nightmare universe. So he falls into the ocean. Right. Well, he gets washed up on shore and the Aquaman family finds him. 
and they're not in the nightmare realm, at least we think. Mm. So I'm interested to see where that twist goes. But yeah, it was a really good issue. And it's um, Williamson writing that one, who's also writing Superman, who's also writing yeah. the main book. So it, I'm sure that'll connect in a lot more. Uh, also from last week is The Mighty Barbarians, number four, which is another just great barbarian book, mm-hmm. team-up book. I uh, really enjoyed it. Um, Frank Miller's Ronin, book two, number three, also from last week. Uh, it was an okay issue. It's one of those issues where it like lulls you to sleep just to like burst out at the end. Okay, interesting. And it's all about we found out in the last issue that the Ronin from the original series is tied up with this Android and the Android's trying to use him to help take over the world mm-hmm. while his wife and kid have been running around trying to stay alive. And he kind of breaks out at the end, destroys the, um, the Android, which then with the help of his wife, they get together and it's, going to be continuing the next issue. I think it's the last issue, and this is exciting for me. Mm-hmm. I think you, this will be a turn-off, Mike. Yeah, okay. So the series has been drawn by uh, Philip Tan, I think is his name. Yes, Philip Tan, and Daniel Henriquez. Okay. Issue number four is going to be drawn by the man himself, Frank Miller. Oh, what? I'm so excited. That's pretty and cool. The reason I'm excited is in the back of every issue, Frank does all the layouts for the book, and they actually put a bunch of the layouts. Mm-hmm. And I'll say The Dark Knight Returns uh, 3 Frank Miller book that he did was not good. These layouts are better than that book. <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited to see that. Uh, I know there's been some criticism of his art recently, but I'm still enjoying his uh, stuff. That's cool. I know you do. So I'm happy for you. And then DC Black Label, Superman, Last Days of Lex Luthor. Number oh, one. I did. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I, I haven't read that yet. I forgot. That um, yeah, Mark Wade and Brian Hitch, which uh, is really funny. Brian Hitch has two books coming out at the same time. It was okay. Mm. <laughs> so basically, Lex gets cancer from kryptonite. Okay. And nobody knows how to cure it, not even Lex. So he tricks Superman into helping him save his life. And he does it by also live streaming it to the world. Okay. So that everybody knows what's going on, um, which was an interesting twist, but was kind of whatever. And then... Superman's big plan is like take he's gonna take him the Phantom Zone so he can just like stay in stasis mm-hmm. while he figures it out, but he can't because Zod's an asshole. <laughs> and then he goes to Candor and like nobody can figure out how to help him there. And like so it's him running around trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. It's a very like wordy and uh introspective book. Okay. Um zero action outside of like the first sequence where Luther tries to like get Superman's attention mm-hmm. by Guess what, Mike? What? Having a giant mechanical spider attack. Oh, my God. I love it. That's amazing. (laughs) So it was good. I'll I'll continue it, but um, not the best book this week Mm. because that goes to Ultimate Invasion number two. Oh, nice. 
So we now have the ultimate universe intact, but created by the maker. And the maker has gone back in time to basically fix in his way the ultimate universe. Okay. So like right in the beginning somewhere we get uh, a list of who's alive, who's dead. So like he can't find Steve Rogers, but nobody's discovered him yet as far as he knows. So Steve Rogers is like non-existent. Mm-hmm. Uh, he broke the rainbow bridge. So Thor can never come to earth. He um, found a way to manipulate Hulk into this like Buddhist monk. So he's got inner peace, but he's also the Hulk. Interesting. Uh, Tony Stark is an Iron Man. Uh, okay. His, Howard is still alive, and Howard's the one that creates the Iron Man armor. That's interesting. Um, stuff like that. And then, oh, and you know, for you, he delays the mission to space that the Fantastic Four goes on mm-hmm. just long enough that they don't get hit by cosmic rays. Oh, damn. So there's no Fantastic Four, but... He keeps some around just to like to manipulate the world, basically. Okay. And we find him in Latveria, where he creates this giant city and uh, closes it off from the rest of the world. But the whole issue revolves around the fact that he's going to br- open up the city and bring people in. Mm-hmm. And so he brings a bunch of people from different nations. And of course, it's all the characters we know. So like the people from Russia are like Omega Red and Colossus. Okay. Um, one of the Asian countries is the the Hulk, who is like a Buddhist monk. The Asian countries is a bunch of X-Men who I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, and so on and so forth. But then they're attacked by a multiverse gang of heroes that come to kill the maker. Interesting. And it gets in this giant fight. The only people who survive are Howard Stark and the Maker. Everybody else is killed. And he brings him inside the the city and shows all of them captured in a way. And Howard's like freaking out. And that's when the Maker like talks to him about time travel and what he's done. And then informs him like, no, these weren't multiverse people. These were cloned versions of the heroes that were supposed to exist it from the future Mm. and then they have this whole conversation about how time travel works and everything and that's when he's like no this is how time travel works and he brings in the descendants of those clones and just murders them in front of them and watches all of these heroes just disintegrate in front of them so howard's just like freaking out that's insane (laughs) that's wild brings him to his uh, his lab where he created this thing and all that and shows him because Howard's like, well, you know, this is the first time this happened. We haven't seen these before. And, and Maker's like, no, no, this has happened before. They're just coming for me because I'm the one that's shaping all this. And I'm the one mm. that basically ruined your history to them mm. and shows that like they were successful, but I'm the maker. So like he takes off his helmet and a part of his head is missing. Oh, wow. And that, although it will regrow over time, it affected his memories. Mm -hmm. So he's like, I'm sitting in this room with this giant machine, and I don't know who made it. I think it was you. And that's kind of how the issue ends. Oh, interesting. So fucking good. (laughs) That's cool. That's awesome. I, I, yeah. 
I love this book. I mean, I can't tell where it's going to go, except that I know that the next two issues involve Victor Von Doom and Kang. Mm-hmm. So bring it on. Yeah, uh, all that sounds really cool. Awesome. That sounds really cool. Yeah. But Mike, uh, that was everything I read this week. Uh, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at Fortress Ricker, or I'm sorry, yeah, Fortress Ricker on uh, X. Where can they find you and or the show? You can find me at Fortress Chris on X and other social media platforms. Also, uh, you can find the show on X at Fortress Comics underscore and uh, also at FortressComicNews.com. Remember, everybody, uh, to all you watching, listen to what the thing says. Like, subscribe, share, comment down below. If you are listening to us, go on the podcatchers, mobile apps, all that. Give us reviews, five stars or bust. Yeah, Helps out a ton. And there's also Patreon at patreon.com slash Fortress Comics. So thank you all so much for listening and or watching this week. And we'll see you all here next week. 